Good morning, everybody. Uh, this morning's reading is taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, starting at verse 24, and it's found on page 1089. That's 1089. John, chapter 20, starting at verse 24. Now, Thomas, also known as Didymus, One of the twelve was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, And Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Let's pray together. Uh, Father God, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you that through it you speak to us. And we pray this morning that you would indeed do that. That we'd see and marvel more at the risen Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'd spent three years following him. I saw him feed 5,000 people. He healed blind men, he he raised the dead, he walked on water, and he was a great teacher too. He claimed to be the Son of God, the Messiah, the one we'd all been waiting for. But just a few days ago, on a Friday afternoon, he was executed. I saw those nails go through him, it was cruel. And I saw him breathe his last. He's dead now. I don't know what to do, where to go. Have I just wasted these last few years following him? But but the others, they they said to me they'd seen him. Uh, They were in this room, it was locked and he just kind of appeared. But I think they might be making things up. Like finding hope where there isn't. Can it be really be true that that he's risen from the dead? Unless I were to see him standing in front of me, unless I were to see where those nails went through his hands and I could reach out my hand and touch him, unless that happens, I can't believe. That's Thomas. 
And I find Thomas so encouraging. Like all of us, I have doubts about things. Like we're surrounded by doubt all the time. We, we want proof, we want evidence for things. We say, can that really be true? That happened to me uh, about a week ago, uh, last Sunday evening, after the evening service here. I was standing at the back and chatting to a few people, and, and someone said, um, how good strawberry jam and cheese go together. And I was like, can I really believe that? I had doubts. Or, or if I was to tell you this morning that I can fit 10 whole cream eggs in my mouth, you might have questions. You, you might say, can I really believe that? But this morning, we're talking about something rather bigger. Each week here at BH, we, we say a creed, a statement of what we believe. And in one of them, we, we say these words, Jesus was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. We believe as a church this morning that Jesus died and has risen again. This church isn't here because of a man who who lived a good life about 2,000 years ago, but is now dead. If we were here because of that, I think we'd be wasting our time. But this church is here because we believe Jesus was dead, but is now alive. And because we believe that encountering him changes people's lives. Our sins can be forgiven. We have a new purpose to live for him. And we have a hope of being him forever beyond the grave. Because Jesus rose again. But that's a huge claim. Maybe you're here this morning or, or you're watching uh, online uh, and you're interested in this whole church, Jesus stuff, but, but you've got doubts, you've got questions. You might say this morning, can I really believe that Jesus is risen from the dead? And that's why Thomas is such a, an encouragement to us this morning. It, he has these doubts too. He's a realist. There's no doubt in Thomas's mind that Jesus has died. He was an eyewitness of Jesus' death. And he says, unless I see those nail marks in his hands, unless I put my finger where those nails were and put my hand into his side, because he saw that happen. He saw Jesus died. And he knows that dead people stay dead. End of story. Move on. See, when we doubt something, we need proof to really believe it, don't we? And Thomas wants evidence. So last Sunday, after, after hearing about strawberry jam and cheese, I went home and I tried it. And surprisingly, it was okay. I could believe it. <laughs> What about 10 whole cream eggs, though? Um, I, I, I've 
claim to you that I could do it, but could I? I, I tried it. I'm not going to keep this picture up for long. I tried it. I managed three. Um, that's not true. And there was evidence. See, we need evidence for things to help us to stop doubting and believe. And this morning we're going to see evidence for the Lord Jesus. We're going to see someone who really did see him. So so let's see what what Thomas sees. First of all, um, eyewitnesses. See, back in in verse 19, um, the disciples were gathered in a room. They, They were gathered in a locked room and Jesus himself appeared to them. They got to see the risen Jesus on that Easter Sunday evening. And of course, they'd go and tell with great joy other people about that. They had seen the risen Lord Jesus. And so they went to Thomas, uh, and there in verse 25, we, we see they, they told him excitedly, we have seen the Lord. They saw him. We don't know why Thomas wasn't there. It, it could be that he thought, maybe this is just a bit of a waste of time now. Like he's dead now. But now his mates are telling him that, that he's actually risen again. And he thinks, surely not. I, I can't believe that. And maybe this morning that's what you think. Like your, your, your friend has got into church. They, they believe in, in Jesus, but I feel like it might just be to give them a bit of hope. Or your parents, they keep coming along to church. But if you're honest, you don't really believe it yourself. You have doubts. So just to give them a bit of hope, it's nice for them. And here Thomas has this exact problem. Uh, and he was someone who was so close to Jesus, who, who saw him die. And here's his friends claim that he's alive again. Verse 26 says this. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hands. Put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. This is the exact evidence that Thomas wanted. He wanted to see Jesus. He wanted to see him there. And Jesus goes and appears to him. So that's the next bit of evidence. Jesus himself. Jesus is there. There before Thomas. He says, see, it's me. See my hands. Put your hands where those nails went. Reach out your hand. Put it into my side. It's me, Thomas. Third thing. Jesus shows him. The wounds. It is really Jesus who had died a few days earlier on the cross. This is so gracious of Jesus to do this. 
Like Thomas refused to believe that Jesus had risen, but Jesus nonetheless shows great patience with Thomas and stands before him and shows him exactly what he said he wanted to see. So stop doubting and believe, Thomas. And here comes my favorite bit of this whole encounter. Verse 28, Thomas says, My Lord and my God. I've said for a long time that my favorite animal ever is an elephant. Yet I had not seen them in real life. I'd seen pictures, I'd seen videos, uh, I've heard lots about them and I thought they were incredible animals, but I'd never seen one. Uh, until that is, until last year, uh, when, when one of my best friends heard about this, he, he was like, I've got to make sure you see an elephant. So, so he organized for us to have a day out uh, at Whipsnade Zoo. Uh, and, and on the journey there, I, I was saying to him, like, what if I'm really disappointed? What if I don't actually think elephants are that great? What if I see them and I'm sad? I had doubts about whether elephants truly were my favorite animal. And so we spent the day walking around seeing the animals, but we'd not yet seen an elephant until right towards the end. And he said, look behind you. And there, just in the distance, I saw an elephant for the first time. And I was not disappointed. I knew then and there how I saw how incredible they were. And I thought, yes, elephants really are my favorite animal. I had seen and I believed. And as Thomas stood in this room, a few moments ago, he doubted that Jesus could have ever risen from the dead. Jesus stands before him. And Thomas doubts no more. You can imagine him, like, mouth wide open, in awe. My Lord and my God, it's you. You have risen. An unbelievable life changing moment as he sees his Lord and God standing before him. This is the Lord. This is God. God come down to be with us. God who entered into our world, who suffered for us on the cross, and he's got the nail marks to prove it. But he's not dead. Because death could not trample down our God. This is the Lord, the one who has authority, who can gladly be obeyed when he says, stop doubting and believe. This happened a week later, a week after that first Easter Sunday. And so for the second week in a row, disciples were gathered together. Jesus' disciples were gathered together. And this time, as we've seen, Thomas was there and he came to believe in the risen Lord and God. Uh, 
And in this place, we gather still on a Sunday to meet together with our risen Lord and God. Because this is the day that the Lord rose. This, together we get to encounter the living Lord and God. We get to hear him speak to us in his words. We we get to share together in bread and wine as we remember Jesus who's died but risen again. And we get to meet with other Christians, people who, who Jesus lives in by his Holy Spirit. Together we get to encounter the risen Lord Jesus. A meeting with one another is so important. I don't know about you, but there's times uh, during the week where I'm like, can I really keep following the Lord? It, it just feels quite hard. But, but as we gather together and hear from him, uh, we get to see wonderful truths. We get to see uh, and be encouraged to keep on living for our risen Lord and God. But Thomas missed out on seeing him that first week. That there will be some weeks when we have very good reasons not to be here. But let's make it a priority. Who knows what we might miss out on if we, if we don't gather together. This is the risen Lord and God that Thomas encounters. And we get to encounter him together too. And he can be your Lord and your God too. Like Thomas doesn't just say, Lord and God. He says, my Lord and my God. This is Thomas's God, Thomas's Lord. And when we stop doubting and come to believe in him, this risen Lord Jesus becomes ours too. We share in his life-giving work together. We gladly say, I'm following my Lord for he's risen from the dead. Encountering the risen Jesus transforms our lives as we call God ours. And there's so many in this room who can say that this morning. And it's an absolute privilege. And you know what? Jesus speaks to us. In this passage, he speaks directly. It's like he he turns from Thomas and the rest of the disciples and turns to face us. Verse 29, Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. But here it comes. Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. We haven't seen Jesus standing directly in front of us, but we know him. We've seen him at work in our lives. We believe by faith that he has risen. And Jesus calls us blessed this morning. We've not seen him, but we believe. Peter, another apostle who spent time with Jesus, wrote wrote these words. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. 
how blessed we are. We've not seen Jesus, but we know the great joy of knowing the risen Jesus, of life with him, life with him that goes beyond the grave. What a blessing. This changed Thomas's life forever. It's believed that Thomas went on and took the gospel to India. And there he was killed for doing that. Like you don't die for any old cause. But if you've seen someone who was dead and risen again, you'll gladly give life your life in his service. We had up here uh, earlier children's and youth group leaders who, who give uh, some of their time during the week and give up uh, being in the service on a Sunday morning to serve our young people because they've come to believe in a risen Lord Jesus who's changed their lives and they want them to know that too. Maybe this morning you're still feeling a bit like Thomas. You're still questioning, can I really believe? A few weeks ago, it was Thursday the 31st of March, I heard that it had snowed in Hove. I was like, surely not. Uh, the first person to tell me that was our, our curate, Ben, uh, and I thought, as he was telling me that, I thought, I, I, I can trust you, you're a trustworthy guy. And you know, it was pretty cold that, this, that morning, but I still had some doubts. And so that evening I went down to Rooted and, and some of the Rooted leaders there told me how it had snowed in the morning. I was like, okay, there's, there's more people who've seen it. I, I, think, I think I could probably believe this. And then as Rooted began, some of the Rooted teenagers uh, came along and I asked them, is it true? Did it snow in Hove? And they said, yes, we'd seen it at school that day. And it caused great excitement. It's it, not one, but, but several eyewitnesses of snow for me to believe that it really did snow on that last day of March. The Bible, John's Gospel, is a reliable eyewitness account uh, using many eyewitnesses of the Lord Jesus. And Thomas is just one of them. Just one of the many eyewitnesses who's seen the risen Lord Jesus. And that's why I can trust the Bible. That's why I can believe that Jesus actually existed. That's why I can stand here and tell you with great confidence that Jesus is risen from the dead. This is a real eyewitness account of an encounter that Thomas had with the risen Jesus and it changed his life. And encountering the risen Jesus as we have in his word this morning could just change your life forever too. Like you may have more questions, you may have more doubts. Let me encourage you to think about coming along to the Alpha course. There's one starting on Tuesday here. Uh, Not too late to sign up. Uh, And it's a great way to explore Uh, the Christian faith, to ask all the questions that you have. But you don't have to have every question answered to become a Christian. 
just believing that Jesus has risen from the dead, that's, that's enough. Uh, believing that he offers you life, that's okay. So, so, so why not join, if, if, if you believe in Jesus, why not join with me in this, this prayer? I'm going to pray it through slowly. If you'd like to pray along with me too, that would be great. Dear God, thank you that Jesus came down to this world. Thank you that he died on the cross for my sin. Thank you that he rose again and is now alive. I'm sorry for my sin. Please forgive me. I want to follow the risen Jesus, my Lord and my God, now and always. Amen. If you've prayed that, praise God uh, and do come and tell us or speak to a Christian that you know and trust this morning. We'd love to chat with you more.